Welcome to the Gather Influence Podcast. If you had to describe 2022, how would you? I think I would just describe it as indescribable. It's been a year more full of uncertainty and chaos than any that have come before. I'm so grateful that we have an opportunity during this Advent season to stop and reflect on the hope, love, joy, and peace that was brought into our world when Emmanuel, God with us, came and pitched his tent among us. So we're going to interrupt our All the Things conversations just for a few weeks to focus on the four Sundays of Advent and talk about hope, love, joy, and peace and what it can mean to us right now in this cultural moment. We hope that you enjoy these conversations and they help you be re-centered on the true meaning of this season. God bless. Welcome to the Gather Influence podcast, and we're heading into Advent season. And we have been talking with ordinary women who are really doing extraordinary things and actually doing all of the things. And so today, to kind of align our podcast today, we have Alyssa Esperaz with us. She is a woman that is doing all the things, but also is very intentional what she does choose to do. Combining that with our Advent uh, theme this Sunday, the first Sunday is hope. And Alyssa is in an environment where they seek to bring hope to the world, specifically children living in poverty. And so a woman doing all the things, choosing to live intentionally with hope in a ministry that uh, delivers hope globally is just such a pleasure to welcome you here today, Alyssa. Yeah, thanks for having me, Kathy. I'm so excited to be here. Now, we've known each other for a little bit, and you've been on Gather Platforms and on Instagram Lives, and we've talked about justice, we've talked about um, diasporas, we've talked about a lot of things, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, how to live in this cultural moment, you know, mm-hmm. in in an environment or creating environments that actually bring us closer together rather than keep us isolated from each other. And your voice is really significant. And I do believe your voice is growing. But I'm curious as to how the last couple of years have been for you personally and in ministry and compassion and where you are now. Maybe just describe a little bit of your life for us. Yeah, absolutely. So I I'm currently am the manager of content and public relations at Compassion Canada. And as many people know, it's an organization that I've been a part of for a long time and is one that's really close to my heart. Um, and, you know, like I'm really thankful to call it my job now and something that I do like every day, but um, has it's really been a ministry that I've been a part of and really thankful for. Um, and it's been a key part of my story since I was a teenager, since I was in high school. So uh, that's my current context. And you know, obviously over the past couple of years, it's been complex for everybody, right? Like we've all been trying to figure this out and understand what does ministry look like? And for us specifically, you know, around the world, we've really seen the needs significantly increase for children living in poverty. We, um, most people know our mission is to release children from poverty in Jesus name. And that's just become more complex and more needed over the past couple of years as poverty around the world has uh, increased for the first time in this uh, in this millennium, I guess, in the, for the first time in um, over 20 years, poverty, global poverty rates increased. And so we've really been paying attention to that and trying to get those needs in front of people 
at the same time as obviously we all are experiencing increased needs and pressures and complexity in our own lives and like being really sensitive to that. So yeah, that's been a bit of my kind of ministry and work reality over the past couple of years. And then obviously just navigating life as anyone I I've had a few moments where I'm like what is what is going on in my brain right now is it that I'm in my early 20s is it that there's a global pandemic is it that you know there's like a modern day civil rights movement going on is what like where's all and it's like all of the above probably we're all just figuring this out as we go so it's definitely been an interesting time to be a young woman a young woman of color in ministry but been really thankful and through it all as well yeah, that's amazing. And we've talked about being on a four lane highway or five or six lane highway as women, generally, like we show up carrying so many things, the weight of our relationship, whether it's parents, siblings, you know, plus ones, <laughs> people that come, people that go. So we we end up carrying so much anyway. And then when you have such a call in your life to to meet the needs of the world while facing challenges, you know, personally, like it's come so much closer to home right poverty inflation and here you are trying to figure out all of these things but yet I sense with you there's such a clear intention and direction to your life that you're able to cut through that and keep moving ahead does that sound does that describe you do you think that you're you're focused yeah. forward thanks for saying that yeah you know it has been really even just beautiful over these past couple years to to have and like clarity is a word that I've really been reflecting on recently and uh yeah I would say so you know like it's just to be able to say like this is the one thing that I want to focus my energy on and you know you've used that word intentional a few times and that's really something that has been important to me it's like when you look at the world around us, and I think, you know, we'll talk about this more. It's like, there's so much going on, right? There's so many needs. Any given time, there's a number of different causes you could care about, people to um, help, whatever it is. And so for me, it's just really centering myself on like, we can't do everything. We are finite human beings. And so what, but we can faithfully do what God has put in front of us. And so that's something that definitely is really important to me. Yeah. And that's a really good word because it can be really despairing to feel like, what does my one yes, you know, yeah. what difference does my one yes even make? And, and you're saying just what's in front of you is what is yours to do. So I'm thinking about this word hope. You know, I often say when I'm coaching, hope is not a strategy, strategy is strategy. But sometimes people just don't have the emotional capacity to say, okay, I'm going to get a strategy but there's always hope. Why is hope as a word, as a concept, so important, especially in this cultural moment? Why is it so important? Yeah, I think it's, you know, we'll potentially talk about this a little bit more, this like how people even just like conceive this word hope and think about it, right? It's like, I think there's the like flimsy kind of hope and the like, just like, oh, I hope this happens or like, I hope whatever, like, um, you know, for me, it'd be like, I've been hoping that the Toronto Maple Leafs will win the Stanley Cup since I was a child. So that's that there's that kind of hope, right? Where it's just like, we'll see. <laughs> but I think the hope that we're talking about today, and you know, as we go into this weekend, and the first Sunday of Advent, and it's Hope Sunday, like, what are we thinking about when we say that 
to me, that is not, you know, this passive, flimsy kind of hope. That's this active, bold, confident hope where, to me, I really think of it as like living declaratively, right? Like we have this hope that we know is true um, in Jesus. And so out of that, that informs the way that we live. And it's not something that we're like, well, I hope it happens, but it's like, no, I have this hope, you know, an anchor for our souls. And we can really stay rooted in that and let it inform us in a world of so much despair, in a world of so much hopelessness, how can we be people of hope? Yeah, I love that you make that distinction between like a flimsy, ethereal, you know, hope, oh, I hope it happens. And you use the word bold, confident, and I'm thinking it's actionable, because Mm -hmm. on the Compassion website, it says you can answer hunger with hope. And that means it's a real living vibrant, actionable, there are steps you can make. So um, so we can answer hunger with hope because you're saying it's actually, it's a real thing. What else could be answered with hope? Yeah, I love this question, Kathy, because definitely for us at Compassion, you know, as you said, we're in this season where we're saying this, answer hunger with hope and hunger is on the rise around the world. Um, and we're, you know, the world is facing multifaceted crisis one one of those things is a global food crisis where we're seeing um, kids and families not have access to food and we're saying you know that boldly like we want to answer this global food crisis with hope um and yet we know that it's you know responding to poverty around the world responding to injustice around the world is about so much more than just you know food on tables um we would talk about it as um you know, needing a holistic, long-term, sustainable response to poverty and hunger. And that's that's ultimately what this is about, right? It's saying that, yeah, we want to get, um, you know, food on tables right now. And we want to make sure that um, kids and families don't just survive, but they can thrive beyond uh, just this, you know, cr- moment of crisis. They we can respond far beyond that. And that really is what hope is, right? Like, I think when you compare, going back to comparing that like flimsy hope with a bold hope, it's like, if you just stop with like, here's some food, like, I think that that, um, that is way too reductive and just like, just a little thing for this one moment versus having that like long-term zoomed out response. And I think that's just such the beauty of the, partnership posture that compassion has with local churches is that we're not just there for a moment of crisis we're there long before long after and really not us but the local church that that church even if you know compassion were to shut its doors tomorrow that church would still be there uh, ministering to their neighbors and to kids living in poverty and that to me is like the reason I get so excited about compassion's ministry is that it's not uh, just for a moment it's not just like a thing we thought of yesterday and it'll be gone tomorrow but there really is that focused intentional response that I think is the way of Jesus right like Jesus wasn't just here for a moment was here for the long term and that's that's where that hope comes from is like we know that Jesus is playing the long game yeah I love that it is about the long game 
And what makes hope flimsy is when you do go somewhere and you offer it and then you leave, you know, without that capacity to build, I think the key of what you're saying is the relationship. And I think if ministries are going to be criticized, it is going to be for the quick fix, you know, for the the popping in and then popping out. But compassion is there because you're building relationships, not only with the children, the families, but with the churches that can support that and carry that on. And I think you've made such a great connection with hope needs hands to it, Mm -hmm. you know, hands and feet. And, And that's what I love. Thanks for reminding me of that. Because I think it's people that bring it, you know, Jesus obviously brings it to us and we bring it in his name, mm-hmm. but without the people being the bearers of it, it is a flimsy ethereal idea and it yeah. becomes real when we participate in it. I love that. Yeah. I'm thinking of, obviously I was Googling the word hope. What does it mean? And, you know, in the dictionary, it says it's a feeling of expectation and a desire for a certain thing to happen. So it's like this, yeah, it's this thing you can't really, I hope it happens. It's out there. I really, I really want it to happen, but there's no guarantees. When you kind of look at the definition of biblical hope, biblical hope is a confident expectation. There's that word again that you use, Mm -hmm. this confidence, and a desire for something good in the future. What is the power of hope when it's married with the gospel? Yeah. Yeah. I think it is that, right. That confidence that, um, you know, with the gospel, it's like, it's not just a hope in something that is flighty and not, we're not sure about, but it's a hope in something that's already done. You know, Jesus has already, it is finished, right? Like the, the hope is in something that we know has been accomplished for us. And we, as we kind of live in this tension of the in-between, the here and not yet, it gives us the power to really, I think it gives us the staying power, right? To really know that, hey, we, we have this confident hope and we don't have to, yeah, we don't have to put our hope in something that we, that is going to fail us. And um, yeah, actually like early, early on in the pandemic, like early 2020, those days, this one verse of scripture that became really important to me in that season of like, we have, uh, I'm trying to remember it now, but it's, you know, like we have this confident home that won't fail us basically. And like sitting in that and trusting in that, that's when it becomes real, right? Because it's like, we can say these things out loud. And of course we can say like, oh, we have this confident hope, but actually sitting with it and trusting in that in a time when it feels really uncertain or really hard to say like, yeah, Jesus, I, um, I feel confident in you. Um, that's when the rubber hits the road. And so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm even sitting here reflecting on the words that I'm saying out loud and being like, yeah, we have this confident hope. It's not going to fail us easy to say in some seasons and a little bit harder to say in other seasons. And I think that we have collectively walked through a season and continue to walk through times where it is hard, a little bit harder to really say that. And so what are those strategies, right? And what are those, that's where, you know, your earlier thing is like, okay, what are the strategies that we put in place to be able to say that together and to be able to action that together and participate in that together and live it out embody it 
those are now the same that that's that's where it where it gets real yeah thanks for your vulnerability do you find that it's easier to believe for those you serve than for yourself Mm, that's a good question I think for me it I have become so aware I think I've always been aware of this but especially recently of just like how interconnected we are and so I almost want to answer that question with like the more I believe it for others the more I can believe it for myself and the more I believe it for myself the more I can believe it for others you know like it really is this connect we are just so interconnected and I think we've seen that over um these past few years especially and so yeah I I, it's almost not an answer to your question it's a both and answer to your question of like um you know what's true for me is true for for all of us and we really are just connected in the way that we you know make choices to be generous or to be suspicious and and live with a clenched fist like that affects both our us and others right and so um yeah I would say it's it's all all like all of the above yeah that's that's so true both and so is hope a decision Hmm. yeah yes I would say so and I think, you know, a lot of times people ask me, right, like, do you like, as you're close to these stories of people on the front lines, like responding to people in poverty, like, is there hope or like, how do you keep keep up hope or, and I'll be the first to say, like, I am not good at making that choice some days. And like the people closest to me will know, like there have been tearful moments and conversations, right, where you're just like sitting there and being like, does does anything I do make a difference like is you know what you said earlier like this one yes that I'm saying does it even matter um you know those moments it's really hard to make that choice of hope um but yeah when people ask me that question of like is there hope whether it's you know for poverty or you know conversations about racial justice or conversations about you know equality for women like whatever that is like people ask those questions right like is there hope or are we just like never gonna get there and um I think my response will always be like it's up to us it's our choice really we get to decide that together um now we don't get to decide that individually I think like we can each individually put in what we you know we can each individually say our best yes but um as I said like we're also interconnected and so I think we get to either decide to like link arms and do this thing together or withdraw from each other and choose to to not. Right. And that's such an important point that this interconnectivity we were meant for community transformation happens in community. Mm -hmm. We pick up on each other's anxiety because it's really gone viral, but then we also pick up on each other's hope. And so that that I love that you brought up that point. You said earlier already and not yet. And you also said hope is an anchor. And I was thinking of, you know, if we're in a boat and we're anchored, we're on the journey, you know, we can't really go back. But I think the difference with those that do follow Jesus is that we see that we will arrive at some point. So already we're on the journey, but 
we haven't arrived fully yet when all will be perfect hope will be fulfilled. And I think for a world that's maybe not tethered or grounded and they're just, their heads are swirling by daily news and, you know, the economy and being isolated and not connected. Do you feel like the war on hope is has kind of escalated? And do you ever get the sense that we're not winning? <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah, I think I, it's just, you know, that vulnerable answer is uh, totally, I definitely have those moments and you can ask the people closest to me, you know, friends, my mom, like there will have been times um, where, you know, I've sat on the floor of my mom's office and been like, it's that we're losing, it's not gonna happen. And, um, you know, I think we've all we wouldn't be human if we we didn't have those moments and yet again yeah ultimately I think it it is up to us as we embody hope and ultimately embody Christ in the world right and and really show and almost be that anchor if that makes sense right for the world around us and um yeah it's just like you know to continue on with this metaphor like it's so easy to get caught in that undertow right of just like um and I like I am the first to raise my hand and be like I am you know scrolling Twitter probably way too much and seeing the like headline this headline and that headline and at some point it's just like hey we need to I just need to like it's so important to be informed about what's going on in the world so we can appropriately respond but there's also that balance of like at some point you've got to shut it off and not like overload your mind and soul with just stuff that feels like that it just gets too heavy and yeah I think that those those moments where you really um need to make that choice and just be and then yeah really embody that that anchoredness in Christ so important and something that we can each really open our hands to and just say like Jesus today how do I show up and show show your hope to the world and be your hope in the world right yeah such good teaching and really solid theology there because he holds the space for us you know when it things get where we're either drowning or the heat we feel the heat and he stands and holds that space for us so mm. we we won't get burnt we won't drown and I think we do that for so many other people but you're right it is a daily act of choice to say I'm not going under today <laughs> you know I, I'm going to walk through this fire and not smell of smoke I'm going to will my mind to make this choice even though it's a world that's just kind of turned upside down and so when you do it, when you say that, I'm so encouraged because I go, oh, if Alyssa can make that choice, I can make that choice. And, you know, I'll call you tomorrow and see, are you making this choice today? Because I need you to do that. So it gives me hope. And I'm yeah. wondering how important it is, you know, as we get to the end of this, I, I just called it a weird year, like 2020, we were pivoting, 2021, you know, we we got the virtual stuff figured out and very expectant that the world would go back to normal. And then 2022 comes along. It's like, it's just weird. Like everything has not gone back to normal, but we don't know what it is like. And we don't know how to make it fit. 
And so in this year, as we approach the end of a, yet another year, I wonder how this message of hope on this first Sunday of Advent is so crucial. Like, why is it so important in this moment? Yeah. Just even coming off of what you just said, right? It's like we talk, you know, there's been over the past couple of years, it's like there's been talk of like self-care and like how to just, and then, but the importance of like community care has also been really emphasized, right? Of like, we don't do this alone. And, you know, as you said, it's like, sometimes you just call someone up and just, just say like, hey, I need you to tell me that you're choosing hope today because that's going to help me choose hope today, right? And it's just like, you know, in a podcast conversation like this, it's like easy to say these things out loud, but it's really, again, like don't want to be so sensitive to the fact that it's so hard on a daily grind, right? And it's, um, yeah, it's not easy. It's it's something that um, when the rubber hits the road, it's, it's not just like, a oh, I listened to that podcast the other day, so it's great. Like we've really we've really, we're really in a season where there are so, there's so much need to take care of each other, take care of ourselves. And, and yeah, really just like anchor ourselves, be intentional. And even like, as we come to the end of this year, as you said, it's just been so weird. And so it's just figuring out like, how do I set up my life in a way that is intentional and is set up to be anchored in hope and is yeah, set up to be able to like anchor myself so that I can really, you know, make that impact for children living in poverty or this cause that I really care about so that I can say my best yes, as we've been talking about. That's, I mean, that for me has been what this year has been about because I, you know, I've told a few people actually, so I graduated from university in 2020, like my, or or like I didn't (laughs) graduate, I didn't graduate from university in 2020. I did not have a convocation. Funnily enough, I will be getting a convocation at the end of December, which is really exciting. So yeah. here we are two years <laughs> later, I finally get to walk that stage. But speaking of like, just everything being weird, but like I reflected on it and I was like, in, you know, in this year, I really didn't know what my normal life looks like post university because I never had one. I graduated into the pandemic. And so this year has been figuring that out. And so, yeah, as we like get to the end of this year, reflecting on Advent and just like getting to walk this journey of remembering Jesus coming to be with us and remembering these, you know, these ideas of hope and love and joy throughout these weeks. I think it's just so important to like recenter ourselves and yeah, again, just like get down to that simplicity, right? Of of the nativity story of who Jesus is, that Jesus's answer to like a world in chaos and complexity and sin, God's answer to that was like, I'm just going to come be with you and we're going to figure this out together. And I am so struck again and again by the simplicity and beauty of that. And so then for me, as I then reflect on, okay, what does it look like to set up my life, to be anchored in hope? to be able to make an impact in the ways that I feel God has called me to. It's really getting back down to that simplicity, right? Of like presence and intentionality and um, yeah, just realizing like the world is gonna ask us to do all the things and we don't need to do all the things. We just need to do the thing that is in front of us faithfully. Um, And I think that's the power of what, um, the power that 
of the story of Jesus and of his life and of his presence and of the way that he said yes to just whatever was in front of him and how much we can learn from that. That is beautiful. I mean, you've you've really wrapped this up and taken us back to the original reason we could have hope. And, you know, that message, he came into a world much like this one. It was, you know, it was a little bit crazy. I mean, the leaders were not, uh, not kind or gentle. There was so much division between not only races, but um, political leaders and religious leaders. And th the classes were so defined, you know, there was the rich, there was a the very poor and he comes into this world and, um, he totally gives a new way forward. And that thread has continued. That has never changed. You know, we already have access already and not yet. Like already, hope has, hope has come already. But yet we wait, you know. So to be able to understand that he made it possible for us to live in this world, but be very centered with him that everything can swirl around us, but because he is Emmanuel, God with us, that changes everything. So that's beautiful. I'm glad. And it, it is simple. You know, it's not, I mean, if you walk into Costco or HomeSense or wherever you shop and you see <laughs> you're literally assaulted by all of the bling and all the stuff and all the TV, you said earlier about Twitter, like sometimes you just have to choose to turn it all off and make it simple because hope gets lost in that. And then we wonder why we don't have it. So thank you for bringing us to that point. Um, I guess two things to close. Yeah. What would be an encouragement for the listeners? How could they respond in hope to the challenge that you've given that not only you, you struggle, you wrestle with it. So you make a decision daily, but then you choose to have open hands and serve a world that's increasingly in need of what the ministry is offering. You're able to do that. So what's an encouraging word for someone who's saying, I'd like to respond. Yeah. Well, my encouragement is, you know, as I've been saying, like, do, do what's in front of you, do what God is calling you into. And it doesn't, you know, when I, I am just like, I believe so strongly, like God puts things on our hearts and then he puts something in front of us that is simple and he equips us and like gives us truly like he is provider, like in a world in need, he's provider, but in ways that maybe feel unconventional, right? It's like, oh, if he's provider, why does he not just, you know, like rain manna or whatever, like he's done it before, but it's like, no, he provides by putting things on our hearts and then giving us ways to respond to draw us closer together even across the world right which is you know our our context at compassion and so and so that's my encouragement is just pay attention to those tugs on your heart and then pay attention to what God is putting in front of you and um and so I know for us with this partnership we're so thankful for between gather and compassion there are real practical ways we've um, got a web page set up specifically for gather so it, it's compassion.ca slash gather women and um, there are kids I think specifically babies and infants along with their mom available to be sponsored through compassion and for me that's been something that I've been so thankful for through the pandemic is just this consistent way to continue to 
I would say just really invest in hope um, through child sponsorship. And, um, you know, even in my office, I have, you know, the kids that I sponsor, their photos just on the wall here. And it is, for me, just that tangible reminder, right? It really just puts legs to it. It's simple. It's, and again, just really that anchored hope of like, this isn't, poverty isn't going to be solved overnight, but we can make faithful and consistent investments into the life of a child and just trust that God will take that and multiply it. And um, yeah, child sponsorship is fun, really kind of tangible way to do that. That's such a great uh, call to action because, you know, what we would spend on a gift, you know, I'm thinking of my grandsons, you know, that amount, I mean, I don't know if it's $51 a month, I can't remember. For, it's 47 currently. 47, because I have multiple children as well. And I think anybody listening to this right now, go on that website, compassion.ca slash gather. We would love to see all of those amazing children sponsored because that, yes, you sponsor the life of one child and impacts one family, one village, one nation, and all of a sudden you do change the world. And I can't speak, you know, and it's a sacrifice. And I think we need to be called to sacrifice. That's when hope does become very strategic because then you'll have to make choices. If I make a choice to do that every month, I will have to give up something else so that I can do that. But that's a strategy. And that keeps me in the lane moving forward rather than a world that's kind of spinning around in their boat and going like, am I drowning? Am I, it's like, no, here's something that can move you forward. You're connected to something that is directly connected to bringing hope. And so I pray and hope that there's a lot of action um, because Advent, yes, it's waiting, it's expectancy, but waiting has two, uh, two meanings. It's actually um, leaning back, you know, and just kind of waiting, not getting ahead of yourself, but it's also leaning forward. Like when you're sprinting on, you know, on a last race, um, the last leg of, of a race, you like, you want to get there. And I think, how do you get there? Well, you put your hand on the reins and away you go. And I think, go to the website, find a child. You're going to be in the lane. You're going to, you're going to have hope as you're giving hope. Closing thought. What's your dream? What's your dream for the world? Hmm. I mean, we always say, you know, just every Jesus follower engaged in the mission every child uh, released from poverty in Jesus name. And then as you're saying just now, like every life change in the process, right? It's not this one way street, but really as we engage in hope and, you know, make that, as you're saying, that tangible decision of sacrifice, of opening our hands, that changes us too. That anchors us in hope that, yeah, that brings change to our own lives. And I've experienced that. I know you've experienced that, Kathy. And we we really then get to do this together. Like we all need this hope. And um, it's something that we link arms and reach across, whether it's reaching across the street or across borders, we, we get to do that together. So I'm just really, really thankful for that. Yeah, I love that image that you're leaving with us, this linked arm you know, because we crave that connection. We want to be attached to something that matters, but also to each other. And so that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful image to kind of close this conversation. And I just want to thank you for your time. I want to thank you for the hope 
that you've brought into these few minutes. It really does matter. And um, you are changing your world each and every day, but I will check up on you tomorrow and see, and see how it's going. And that's what we need to do. Like, stay there. You're still there. You're there. I'm there. And we can do this. So amazing. Thank Absolutely. You. Thank yeah. you so much, Kathy. You're welcome. God bless. Thanks for listening to this special Advent podcast series on hope, love, joy, and peace. We're so looking forward to 2023, and we hope that you can join us as we continue in our series, All the Things, Amazing Conversations with Extraordinary Women. And also, we're looking forward to gathering together in Calgary for Gather, Rise, Genesis, and hope that you have February 4th on your calendar. Take care during this Advent season. We're thinking of you, and we do hope that you experience the hope, love, joy, and peace of the season. God bless.